Hi everyone, welcome to Into the Wild. Before we get on to today's show, Nadu and I would like to remind everyone that whilst Into the Wild is a super accessible show, we do occasionally let out the odd swear word. So if you're a young nerd, make sure you tell your parents that. And if you're someone that doesn't like swearing, then I'm sorry for all the shit, hit, fucks, and whacks. Do I say Happy New Year? No, I think we're past it now, aren't we? We've missed that boat. It's weird that I'm we're past we? saying Happy New Year, but I don't think I'm over the point of still feeling the amount of cheese I ate over Christmas. 42 That's quid's still worth. present. 40 quid's worth of cheese. 40, 40 pounds. And for Lunter, that's about like 100 quid's worth up here. Yeah, it was so much, so much cheese. How much of that was soft? I'd say 30%. I, oh, really? I, was, I thought you'd be over 50% soft cheese. No, I quite like a. I'm a fan of a compte. Yeah, Tilly likes a compte. Yeah, it's really. He loves, a, he loves getting it's his little my knife. Only bougie thing. He likes getting a knife out of his pocket and shaving it onto a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but the phrase "shaving cheese" just doesn't sit well with me. It's what you're doing though. You shave. You get a sh- you get them little special shaving knives as well, don't you? Knife for everything, isn't it? That's the most aggressive thing I've ever said. There's actually a spoon for everything as well, which is, as you know, my favourite cutlery item. This is how we've started the podcast. Happy New Year, nerds. So we're in. (laughs) Hi, Nadia. Welcome to the first show, the first episode of 2024. Are you ready for a new year of wildlife, conservation and nature chat? I've never been more ready in my life. Thank God, because we're doing it right now. Okay. <laughs> we're starting the first. We're starting off the year quite, you know, hitting the ground running with a nature run one hundred and one, which is nice. That's We've already recorded it. As Do you know well. what? We're easing in. We're easing in. I think we're it's, easing in. Start yeah. light. The God, my God, the world needs it. Yeah, it's January. No one expects Jan- anything yeah. of January, really. <laughs> so sorry if your birthday's in January. Oh. So we're going in with a nature run one hundred and one because nothing happens in January. Bit of fun, bit of chat. We've already recorded it. We have already well. recorded it. It's in the bag, as they say. In the... <laughs> it's, in, it's in the bag. Oh, it's in the can, um, is it? It's in the bag, it's in the can, it's done. We it's in the it. vault, you... actually, to be specific. The vault. the vault, if you, you know, you'll hear shortly the um, large amount of things that have gone into the vault this January. <laughs> it's hooching, already. it's hooching in there. But before we get on to Nature Room 101, our first episode of 2024, nerds, uh, we've got a little announcement we'd like to throw your way. For the next 12 months, Into the Wild will be partnering up with the Royal Entomological Society, a.k.a. the RES. Focusing on insect science, the RES supports global research, collaboration and publication of the work and knowledge in entomology. But to tell us more, here's Fran Sconce from the RES. Hello into the wild community. This is Fran Sconce from the Royal Entomological Society, or RES. We're so excited to be supporting the podcast this year with funding from the RES Goodman Award. If you haven't heard about us before, we are a society with a mission to enrich the world with insect science, entomology. We have members all over the world. We publish scientist research in our seven scientific journals. We support science through awards and grants. We host scientific conferences where entomologists can meet and discuss their work. And we also organize outreach activities for the public, including Insect Week every June. So anyone with an interest in insects can join us. You're all very welcome. And students can get their first year of membership for free. You can find out more about us at our website, royandzoc.org. 
So there you go, nerds. Strap yourselves in for way more insect fact files and natter for 2024. Whatever the rabbit hole is that Nadia and I decide to go down, I can assure you that insects will come up. And if you'd like to get a bit of a head start and learn about what the RES is, then the website link for them is in the write-up of this show. And that just leaves me and Nadia to say that we are super excited about this new partnership for the brand new year. So, brand new year. Yeah. Brand new episode. Mm-hmm. Brand new partnerships coming yes. up. Yes. <laughs> Do you, okay, go on. I'll say it one more time. So we're partnering up, partnering up with the RES. CCT, find out what it means to me. Every time. I can't hear Every you time. say it. If they don't <laughs> use that in their marketing, bugs are <laughs> fucked. Because no, we do need to have respect for bugs. And this is a problem that comes up time and time again. People are scared of them. They always want them to get in the bin. We love them. This is what, this, nerds, this is what Nadia Sheikh does. She, the whole time I was reading that prompt, I could see her laughing, smiling, and it took a couple of takes. It's and like then, holding in a fart, not seeing that at the end of every time you said R.E.S. It was really hard. But then what she does is she delivers the joke and then she will really quickly, almost on times two speed, explain why why it's justified. <laughs> they could use it in their marketing because A, bugs are fucked. <laughs> and B, people don't respect them. How many bugs have seen the wrong side of a newspaper? Yeah, yeah. You, no, you're right. I'm Thank not going to argue with you because you're pointing that pen a lot. <laughs> Right, nerds, it's lovely to have you back for a brand new season, a brand new year of Into the Wild. Myself and Nadia are so excited. We've got loads to look forward to this year. Like we said, the brand new collaboration with the RES. We've got collaborations with other wildlife NGOs, some other projects in the uh, just under the Bunsen burner, bubbling away, ready to get going. 2004 is like... It's going to be so much fun. There's things happening in... Two- I mean, if I'm honest, 2003, we were warming up together as a duo. 2003? 23. You just didn't hear it properly. You have bugs in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> so, nerds, it's so lovely to have you back. We're ready to talk about wildlife, nature and conservation with you all, but we're going to start the year with a Nature Room 101. I don't think I need to explain any more. We did it on the live show, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Here we go. Okay, enjoy. Hi, Nadia. Hi. How are you? I'm really, really well. How are you? I'm really good. I'm quite tired. I've been doing a lot of walking since coming back after Christmas, but I'm very good. This is our first episode of 2024. (sighs) Happy 2024. How are your New Year's resolutions? Good. Well, I I kind of accidentally fell into doing dry January and I've not had a drink. I've tried a lot of non-alcoholic beverages. I mean, I've seen you sinking a lot of (laughs) non-alcoholic (laughs) beverages. Yeah, to try and get like drinking so many 0.5% that I'm thinking I'm probably still having about, you know, about four or five units. How's that for you? (laughs) Shit, I cannot wait for a whiskey. That's the spirit. I am fine. (laughs) That's literally the spirit. (laughs) It is. It is a spirit. It is spirit. What are you drinking on today's show? A pint of water (laughs) in a tankard. It's lovely. Did you? Mm. Nice. Okay. Cool. I'm drinking a peppermint nice. tea. Actually, I'm not actually that Who much of a fan of mint tea. It's actually very good for your gut, which is why I'm drinking it. Yeah, yeah. So it's not I washing wouldn't... your hands, which is what I do. That's not true. 
Yeah, strong gut flora. That's bollocks. That is just a rule that someone that got caught not washing their hands. I never went, get no, the shit. No, it's shits. actually really good for your gut. Never get the shit. Never wash my hands. I do wash my hands. No, you said but it. But not. You said it. You're no, but not. disgusting. You never wash your hands. No, not fastidiously. You do a poo and you don't wash your hands. I've washed my hands after oh a poo. Oh my God, that's so disgusting. <laughs> anyway, moving oh. on, everyone. Um, welcome to the first episode of 2024. You're right. <laughs> welcome to the first episode of Into the Wild 2024. We're going straight in with a Nature Room 101. And we've got two... Lovely naturalists here to join us, pick some things that they, you know, particularly don't like about the natural world. I'm really excited for a Nature Room 101, Nadia, are you? Yeah, we had a clean out last year, so the vault is in order Fresh. for once. <laughs> I, I went in, categorised everything, alphabetized everything. It was pretty gnarly in there, I'm not going to yeah. lie. You haven't cleaned out for a while. No, I've been doing everything else. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I don't do any of the organising for the show because I'm down in the vault, sweeping brush. I mean, I'm trying to think what was in there. What did we put in there once? Sand. Uh, we had ticks, salt. sand, uh, uh, wind. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine how I came out? Yeah. Anyway, just, there's a whole uh, yeah. new set of shelves for 2024. So I've been, um, I don't know, I've been busy. And everyone that's um, new to Into the Wild this year, let's tell you what Nature Room 101 is. We all like the natural world. It's all a buzzing place. We absolutely adore it. However, we're human. You can't like everything. For th so this show is about talking about the things we don't particularly like and we wouldn't mind getting rid of and putting into the vault of Nature Room 101. Some disclaimers. We're just taking the piss. Don't get angry if we talk about something you love. Number two, if we get rid of something, we're not actually killing it. All right? There's no repercussions. We're just having a chat. It's all grand. The two naturalists that are joining us on this episode of Nature Room 101. The first one, how do I how do I introduce him? I don't know. He's the most well on the outside. He's the most wholesome man you'll ever meet, but inside he's so toxic because he makes everyone try cold water swimming against their will. He's from a beautiful country called Wales. However, ignored the accent completely. He was like, "That's not for me." It's the lovely Ben Porter. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ryan. Good to see you. Happy How are New Year. You? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. That is an incredible jumper. Thank you. Thank you. It does the job through Christmas and then I wear it the rest of the year just because it's a very nice warm jumper. Year? Rest of the year? Yeah. We're in Wales, remember? Yeah. You, you get some sun. Well, that is true, actually. Yeah. Yeah, well. You don't wear that in summer. That's a heavy knit. <laughs> it's, 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 it's perfect in summer. It's grand. Yeah. It's just fused to his skin now. <laughs> it's actually tattoos. Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, um, ben, how are you feeling about, well, maybe going on a rant, maybe talking about things you don't like? How are you feeling about that? Yeah, it's interesting, actually. Yeah, I'm not one to, um, I'm not very good at ranting, actually. And I was pondering it the last two days since you asked me, and I was like, oh, man, I do actually struggle to summon the inner rage that's required to, like, <laughs> get it out. But I thought, actually, I'm going to try and relish the opportunity and uh, do it. spend most of the day trying to oh think of an insect that I would like to get rid of. It's quite hard, actually. So it, it's like, do you know what? It is. Yeah, it's brutal, but um, I'm hoping I'll, um, <laughs> I'll get into the flow. You might get me into the flow with it. Yeah, um, maybe Let's I'll be see. changed. I'll be changed. I'll be like, We'd... that's it. You know, the rest of the... I'm determined. Yeah. I'm I can't absolutely wait. determined. Yeah. I can't I'm wait. 
Fascinating when you said it was very hard to pick an insect. Our other naturalist joined us on the show was shaking her head as if it was a no, it was the easiest fucking thing I've ever had to do in my life. I've got a whole reel uh, right here. Um, the second person joining us on Nature and 101 is naturalist and writer it, it and podcaster is Charlie Bingham. Ooh, Hi, hello. Charlie. Thanks for having me on. And How are uh, you? You're so welcome. This is your first I, I time know, on the I'm, show. I'm actually deeply hurt that it's my first time in the show, but we're not going to go there. Um, but no, thank you for having me on. Thanks for having me as the warm-up act for 2024. I'm quite excited. It's <laughs> lovely to have you here. How are you feeling about getting angry? Um, I mean, I don't often get publicly angry. I feel like I have a quite a gentle, calm persona until you get to know me. Um, so maybe this is just going to sort of ruin my whole brand that I've spent years working up. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you have a. You, I've seen you get angry, but it's interesting because you're one of those. The calmer you get, the angrier you are. Yeah. So if you just go, mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm, you're. I'm furious. just like okay. So maybe that's what we see never today. Know. Let's see. It's oh interesting. This is going to be really interesting. The, the angrier Ryan gets, the more cockney yeah. he gets. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just talk. I'll it's just true. start talking wow. It's all apples of and pears. You just start going Welsh when you're angry. No, I was kidding, but it might happen. I don't know. I might just start talking. talking Do you ever Welsh. pick up the accent? Uh, no. <laughs> no. no, I don't know no. why. It's so annoying because I'm like fluent Welsh speaker and I'll go around, you know, talking to farmers and landowners or whatever in Welsh and a lot of other people as well. But um, it's so annoying. Yeah, like the <laughs> lack of Welsh accent is a, a deeply. Deeply frustrating. Um, uh, ask a linguist. Maybe living on an island for ten ask years. Ask a without... linguist is the best bit of advice I've ever had on the show. <laughs> Should ask a linguist. Okay. If there's any linguists listening, yeah, please get in touch and it's... tell us how the hell does that happen. Before we do get started, I forgot to say I was I was going to say something about Charlie as I introduced her, and I forgot it. So I'm just going to randomly insert it here. I'm worried now. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie Bingham's joining us on the show. True story. When I saw her and hung out with her at Bird Fair, her young child came up to me and said, my mum lets me watch Squid Games. It's not a true Brilliant. fact, though. True story. It's not a true fact. <laughs> Just thought the world needed a And in fact, that. when I said that I was doing this with you today, he went, oh, the tall guy that likes Squid Games. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that guy. I mean, I actually <laughs> never spoke about Squid Games at all. Were um, you talking about squids? No, no, he just came up to me and told me. You know, like young lads do, they'll come up to you and just tell you anything. They tell you lies is what they do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, I threw a waffle at my brother and run away. Like, do you know what I mean? Never experienced this. You've never experienced kids just telling you random things? No. <laughs> right, anyway, moving on. <laughs> Jesus. Um, okay, right, let's get ready for Nature Room 101. Shall we open the vault door now? <laughs> okay our first category that was the noise by the way the noise that we do for the vault um okay our first one is worst weather now we done this one i think on the first ever nature room 101 with jack perks and lucy mcrobert it was the first time we were revisiting weather as something to put into nature room 101 so charlie bingham we're going to start with you out of all the weather types which weather would you throw into the Room 101 Well, I I'm basing this on, a, on an experience I had the other day. And I suppose it's not really 
a type of weather. It's more an experience within weather. And it is beach walks in winter. Now, everyone's probably going, oh, no, that's so romantic. It's so lovely. It's so charming. No, it's not. Sometimes you can go out and it's lovely. You know, if everything's calm and still. You've got a nice sunset. Other times, like the other day, when I just wanted to get a bit of a walk in, you know, between work, I went down to the beach. I had my big, my, I call it my Arsene Wenger coat because it's like, you know, one of these apparently fashionable. <laughs> I know exactly, exactly what you mean. Yeah. Um, it, it's like a four season sleeping bag. And I put it on and honestly, I felt like I'd been put on life support because it was so windy and it was so like, you, I felt like the ice, the wind was biting my teeth. That's what it felt like. Oh. And the birds, there was these little turnstones and they were being blown all over the place. Black headed <laughs> gulls were like flying sideways along the beach. The shingle was so, it's, it's the, I live on the Norfolk coast and it's really deep shingle. So I'm sort of trudging through this shingle. God knows why I carried on for a mile. And when I got back, <laughs> honestly, my, my face was red. I had ear pain. And I thought to myself, why on earth do I do this to myself? I'm 100% going to go and do it again. But based on that experience alone, oh, I... I would put beach walks in winter in room 101. Okay, mm. interesting. Oh, interesting. So beach, beach walks in winter. So are we... Now, when you say the beach walk, so I, I almost want to take the beach out of it. What about the weather? Would you say it was the wind? It was probably the combination. Was it the exposure? Yeah, I think, yeah, probably, yeah. Because if I was more inland, like in the town, it wouldn't have been so bad. But yeah, it was just the pure... Right, interesting. Oh, it was like being in a wind tunnel. You could, you could get respite behind a tree, for yeah, example. No trees on, on a beach. beach. Yeah, yeah. Can I... I, f- I mean, I feel like... That's a very specific scenario that is more than weather because I think, like, it is about the exposure, which is fair enough what you're saying. I think North Norfolk beaches, even in the sunshine, are an absolute bitch to walk on. Them shingles, <laughs> worse than having shingles. Want, That's the slogan Honestly, if you Norfolk. want a workout, one, when I first moved here, I walked all the way from Clyde to Blakeney, which isn't that far, I, I've never felt, I used to be a competitive powerlifter and I've never been in that way. There was much pain as I was doing a few minute, a few mile yeah. walk through the shingle. Absolutely never again. So. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Put a pin yeah, in this a minute. Yeah, you that in there. Come on. <laughs> you drop you that like a, like a dead weight. <laughs> no, 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 not anymore. Used to be. No. Not anymore. That's yeah, amazing. Still used to be. What do you it. mean? What do I mean? Well, it was, Powerlifter. You used to compete. It was just a bit of a hobby, really, but not anymore. I had two kids Brilliant. and ruined myself. So, yeah. Could you lift a horse? Is that just a bit it of a hobby? It depends how big the horse mm. was. Do people do that as a bit of a hobby? I suppose so. What's the biggest animal you could lift? <laughs> I don't know. Probably myself. Could you lift me? Do you reckon you could, you not, could lift me? Not, I not, like not, no, not now. As I said, I've had two kids oh. and destroyed myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I didn't know that well, about there you. Go. you. We're here um, to learn. Uh, okay, so that does sound horrible. I I want to. I also want to go back to the coat. I don't want to go over. <laughs> I don't want to smooth up. Like, let's not go over, because I think you were essentially wearing a sail. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Is that not what? The, so you're making it harder to walk in the wind. I think as well. Which, but I, you know, I'm thinking. I guess the scenario that you've said doesn't sound nice. At all, really. I feel like you're victim blaming. Um, to be honest, you me- know, like like I was. <laughs> no. <laughs> what did I just? <laughs> Ryan, you disappear for one minute, and I've just. I come back I'm to just... victim blaming. <laughs> you know, I was just uh, saying to Charlie that 
that sounds like a coat that is going to trap the wind. Mm. You know, like a sail. No, because if it's an Arsene Wenger style coat, it's it's famously meant to not do that. Is it not? No, it's it's like you're wearing a sleeping bag. Not gonna bag. lie, I people... don't know what one of them is, but it's when I'm you said sleeping well, it's, bag. It's a it's a football manager style a... coach. Do you know what I mean? So they're meant to be stood on the sideline. They're meant to be protected. It's like from a the black elements. puffer jacket that goes Isn't all the way down to your feet. Ah, now you know. Now you, yeah. Now you've got the image. Mm. Yeah. 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 I think I think if we were to sum up this weather type, I would call it maybe maybe you don't like coastal wind. Oh. Okay. Because. Of... <laughs> Because, like, you don't. Do you mind a windy day in um, general? Not, a, not like a light breeze, but you know there are limits. I feel like we need to just take Charlie on their word and not interrogate them. <laughs> but I think what you describe doesn't in, sound. In, in that case, our job on this show is pointless. <laughs> <laughs> we may as well not be here. <laughs> I do just think it's the combination effect of North Norfolk beaches are horrible to walk in. Yeah. Wind is hard to walk in with a coat that goes all the way down to your like shins and doesn't give you the like walking shuffle. It makes you shuffle. That was, that was made for people that famously <laughs> stand still. Yeah, yeah. It's a combination effect, which is a really powerful argument. Yeah. And then when you explained the ear pain, like I know that ear pain. I felt it as yeah. you said it. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Okay, interesting. All right then, come on then, Ben. Um, ben Porter, what weather are you putting on? All right. Um going to go for a bit of a contrast there. I'm going to nominate, it's quite a, like, a, a, in particular, it's quite a particular chunk of a type of weather in a, like, temporal zone. So it's like the middle of the day, like the middle, (laughs) maybe a few hours of the day on, like, really hot, sunny weather in the summer. Really middle of the day. Wow. So midday sun in summer. You just don't like lunch. Yeah. Well, I'm it. not, you know, I quite like lunchtime, but it's just that, that those conditions peak. peak Sun at like, the highest. Yeah, when it's at its zenith or whatever, you know, absolutely no. So like, I don't, I guess maybe, it, maybe it's partly because I'm a photographer. I love being out in the mornings, in the evenings, beautiful light, yeah. you know, golden light gets to the middle of the day. A, everything's roasted. There's like no wildlife around. Maybe a couple of butterflies like sort of springing around here and there. Dragonflies are chilling out a bit, but it's like, it's dead. There's no bird song. That was many, many hours ago. You know, that was it. <laughs> that was at 3 a.m. And then- That was nine hours ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it's just like roasting hot. You can barely walk like, or even run, you know, a few kilometers mm. or whatever. And uh, that it's- well, <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe this is the problem. Off. It's a jumper. Exactly, there we go. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. You know, the light is horrendous. There's very little around. Bird song's gone. And it's just very unpleasant being out in that, really. Wow. I just, yeah. I think wh- this is, I think it's kind of beautiful because actually what it speaks to is the things that you love about nature the most and your connectedness to nature in terms of like the, the activity of wildlife, the beautiful like interplay of light and land. And those changing times, I guess, the way that you enjoy the ways to be active. If we think of ancient human, early dawn and evening might have been when we might have been more active in the middle of the day. I mean, you, my friend, need to meet siesta as a concept. I was just going to say, maybe the Spanish culture is better for you, Ben. Oh, man. We don't have that in Wales. No. Just start it. Adaptation to climate change, that was not factored in, was it? Welsh people having to... You wild swim. 
Is that not the perfect time of day for you to wild swim? Well, yeah, I mean, you can do that, but it's still, you know. So it's every day's pushing. By the time it? you've got to midsummer, the water temperature's risen above 10 degrees and it's not much of a, doesn't really feel particularly impactful Why do going people in. say that like that's a bad thing? It's not the same. Oh, we can't uh, because um, now the water's warm and enjoyable. Exactly. It doesn't it's like have when the you same swim effect. through somebody's wee. Yeah. Yeah, well, if you've experienced that, you know, you could compare it to that, couldn't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So we've wow. got... Wow. These are really opposing weathers. Mid These are very specific as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like are we being less strict as we go along and people are just bending the rules? No. Or is this no, within I think, the rules? I th no, I think sometimes people go out the box. It's happened before. Let's let people go out the box then, yeah. Last time we did have wind and snow put forward, but you guys have gone real specific times of day. You like Ben, you've given us like a three hour window. Wow, maybe four. Charlie's given us like a five mile radius. An experience. <laughs> like, where the weather, an experience. An experience. Exper this is an experiential answer. <laughs> okay, um, I'm now wow. trying to think which okay. one I'd rather not be in. So do you know what? We're talking type one and type two funnier, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. But I know which one I'd rather be stuck in. Oh, no. I know that promising. you would rather be in the sun, Ryan. I'd rather be hot. Yeah. Come to Wales. But well, if we're being specific... Boiling, yeah. <laughs> if we're being specific... Go on. Try again. If we're, if we're really going to just be pointed in what we're saying... <laughs> yeah. Um. Like if you were dog walking, for example. Hey, now we, hey, here we go. Uh, that, you know that's, I mean? that does move the goalposts, uh, yeah, but it. that's for the safety of the dogs, not for my enjoyment. Of though. course not, of course not. I feel like I am going to put Charlie's weather, temporal, spatial, cosmic moment <laughs> into Room 101. And, and I think what's really push, bringing it forward for me is, is the shingles. <laughs> if you were talking about a sandy beach, I think I'd be like, actually, I love because I, you know, I live next to a beach here, and I've been out when it's been driving rain and wind and it's cold, just so I can have the sheer pleasure of coming in and having a cup of tea, and going like, yeah, did it, yeah, um, and I do love that. But them shingles, my calves can't take them. Been knee deep no. in gravel. No one wants that. So. No one wants that. Man. No one wants no. that. You you could argue that you'd rather be stuck in the midday sun. Hundred percent. 100%. So is it? Sorry, Ben. I feel disappointed. <laughs> I feel disappointed. disappointed. I'm really glad that you're able to express your feelings safely in this yeah, place. Yeah, safely. And, and so strongly. <laughs> um, okay, I am also going to go with the wind because well, the, the coastal wind, Charlie's experience there. I'm going to go with that. And um, Ben, how about if we soften it by giving you maybe some SPF 25? In the yeah. You I know, feel like he needs a strong 30. It's there are some really good like um, handicrafts and art activities that you brilliant. can do in the sun. You know, like brilliant. there's that thing where you use the UV exposure and put leaves down and you can have some lovely... Ben's yeah. like, nah. I, I, no, I wanted to get over there. On the he wants I'm, you I'm, to I'm, hit... I'm, I'm, I'm picturing myself in a canoe right now just sort of leaving the country, just paddling off out to see if that weather comes back, you know, now that it's I, just... Okay, I, you know I'm what I mean? It was just like, I'm gone. <laughs> the harrowing moment and thought. We can't lose Ben. Protect Ben <laughs> at all costs. 
Okay, I'm going to okay. keep an eye on him this summer. Okay, so there we go. We're going to I'm going to um, categorize it as coastal coastal winds. Coastal we know what that means. I just uh, want a two word answer. Right there we go. Okay, there's that. He's going in to room 101. Let's go on to our next topic. Right, creepy things that creepeth. We have this one a bit, and purely because <laughs> there are so many insects that I feel like we just need to keep revisiting it and find out which ones that we're putting in next. Now this is a hard topic as an insect lover myself. This is very difficult because I think they're all absolutely incredible. But they're cute, they're weird, they're sometimes scary. Ben, which insect would you get rid of? Yeah, I, I spent many <laughs> I spent many hours really conflicting, like, oh, it took a lot to summon this. But I'm, I'm going to go for a green tiger beetle. <gasps> um, now, yeah, no, bear with me. It right. sounds cool, though. So... I absolutely love green tiger beetles, and they are one of the prettiest, amazing, monstrous like predators. They're like, Kill you know, for, for the, they're, they're so cool. All right, but bear with me. Like for those for those that haven't seen a green tiger beetle, they're you know the size of a sort of maybe a little bit smaller than a dung beetle, really slim, bright green, and they like hurtle around on their spiky little legs hunting down like ants and other invertebrates and they spend their larval stage in the bottom of a little sandy pit where the larvae like flick up a bit like ant lions you know they flick up sand and they're like lasso anything that goes past and sort of take it down to their depths in the in the hole anyway i love them but as a photographer the amount of the number of hours and days that I've spent trying to observe them and get images of them. They are the most frustrating insect I know <laughs> to try getting a picture of. I've literally spent entire days chasing them around and waiting patiently to try and get images. You'll be like maneuvering into position, just about to get one, and then it'll fly like 20 meters. And then I'll creep up on it again, just about to get another image, and it'll scarper off through the grass. And then it and it just goes on. And they're so beautiful that you keep coming back to try and get images of them and just try it. Oh, it's so frustrating. I fucking love them, but I'm, I'm sorry. I've, I just, have, you'd, you know, I'd have to explain to them. It's just not on, to be honest. It's not on. No, <laughs> there's limits. The love-hate relationship is so strong. It's like, painful. Out. Yeah. It's so strong. It's like, no. hey, baby, come get me. Yeah. <gasps> Too slow. Yeah. I guess for you as well, because you don't really get to have that nice experience with them, they're always moving on. It's almost as if they don't exist for you anyway. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. fuck them. Yeah. They are beautiful. I love green They're amazing. But actually, actually, so much of their charm is the way that they move. Mm. You know? It's true. It is true. Ben, would yeah. you ever do that horrible... Do you, you're not one of them dirty photographers where you take insects and you put them in the fridge. Never done that first. As if he's going to say it on it. <laughs> Well no, done. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I store I store moths in the fridge for observing them. You know, that's, I think that's I think people do with moths, but like practice. someone who was it that told us the other day that people put adders in the fridge. Oh my gosh! And no one's they'll told get me them that. and they'll put them, make them cold, yeah. and then they'll like take pictures of them in the perfect position and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I tend not to do that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I tried to go most days. Try not to. Do but that. I feel like Ben's get, Ben is getting to a dark place where actually one yeah. day he's going to trap one and be like freezer for you. Freezer. 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 That's a step fast. That well, is it's just amazing. like you know when you want a beer cold quickly, you're like, no, oh, I'll put it in the really. freezer for half an hour. No. Oh, so you think you ben. think Ben's doing that? Like, oh, I need a green tiger beetle quickly on a hot day. It's midday. He's it's already midday. stressed. That midday sun. He's already pissed off. <laughs> Get in the fucking freezer. Sweat dripping. 
Um, okay, well, you've picked a beetle, and I absolutely adore beetles. But I do understand that frustration as someone that does like to get photos as well of that yeah. constant need to having to keep creeping up, creeping up, and it just spending hours doing so. So I am there with you on an emotional level. Thank you. I mean, I was going to say like midges or something, but it's like, yeah. it's a different, different no, relationship. I thought it was a great story. Good suggestion. Um, Bingham, what you got? Well... You already know mine, Ryan, because I've moaned about these things a lot. So what I have chosen is it's, it is a carnivorous arthropod. And I feel like by saying that, I sound like I know a lot more about this than I do. So you do get versions of these, versions, types of these that live in your house. But this particular individual um, has decided, decided, evolved to live in caves in Borneo. And its name in the local language is Psan Psan, which means send a message home. Because if you get bitten by one of these things, they say that you have to send a message home to your family because you're likely to never see them again. Sorry, Ben, I feel like I've gone on a really different road to you. Um, it is, of course, of course, um, it's a type of centipede called Scutigera, or the long-legged centipede. And if you imagine, they're like these long, leggy things of all the bendy legs, of all their joints, and they've evolved to sort of tap dance along cave walls to, 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 to find their prey because they can't see. And they're just... Oh, my God. They're just... Ugh. Now, I learned about these on a Steve Factual program. In fact, two Steve Factual programs. Oh, oh crumbs. I have to say, I absolutely hate them. There you go. <laughs> that one just ran over my hand. You know, I mean, Steve Factual, like, cuddles camel spiders and kayaks with hippos. So, like, but, if, <laughs> but the guy was scared of this particular centipede. And that just made me think, do you know what? If he's scared of this centipede, then, you know, luckily I limit the amount of time I spend in caves in Borneo. So I'm not really, you know, I don't really encounter them. But they are 100% what I would put in room 101. So Scutigera, this a type of really horrible centipede. I, um... Oh, my God. I, I did Google it. And it did make me, um, actually, do you know what it upset Wait, me a bit? hang on a minute. It's saying that the, the, so what I'm looking at, and maybe there's different species, obviously, that's a thing, but like, they're not just in Borneo? No, you get, there's, there's types that go into your house as well. I don't know if so they come they into the house. they all kill you? I don't, well, some of them are venomous. I, I mean, there's enough videos of them and it says like venomous, deadly centipede. I mean, there's another species that I quite like, not quite like, but you know, I, I enjoy knowing about yeah. them. Um, of, of centipede and its scientific name is Geophilus Hadesis or something. My pronunciation is terrible, but it's named after. It's a centipede that's named after Hades. Now, my only knowledge of Hades is from the yeah. Disney movie Hercules, but he wasn't Not a great, great guy. And so there these these <laughs> no. centipedes, and they live they live a kilometer down in caves in Croatia. And anyone that chooses to live like a kilometer underground is just must be just a little bit odd. A bit dodgy. I mean, yeah. You see, this is sounding appealing to me in the midday sun, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, honestly, right. I'm, I'm down there. I am there. I mean, you, you say chooses or banished a kilometre down. Banished to the underworld for being creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I think it's like centipedes are. They're getting bad like, press. Come they on. They do, but they are. They <laughs> this, are the Wikipedia, this Wikipedia. So I'm reading Wikipedia of Scutigera Cleopatra. So this one's saying originating in the Mediterranean, so it must be a different. It spread to other parts of the world where it can live in human homes. Beautiful. But it's just the way that it's, it says they can be found. <laughs> like, I just don't know why they're really honing in on the home. It says they can be found in almost any part of the house 
although they're usually encountered in dark or dimly lit areas such as basements and garages. Inside the home, they can be found in bathrooms, lavatories, which tend to be humid, but they can also be found in drier places like offices, bedrooms and dining rooms. We're, we're covering all the bases. Yeah. Honestly, go on YouTube. As well. Go on YouTube and, and type in like the de- deadly cave centipede. There's so many videos of them and they're just horrible. Sure. Yeah, so oh God, I will say I, I saw a I didn't see, see a cave centipede episode, like this, but episode. I did see a centipede in Namibia that a lot of people ran away from when it came out, and it was about thirty centimeters long. And I just remember going, "That was one of the scariest things I've ever seen crawl across a bar floor." Did it have those big bendy legs where you can see oh all its God. joints and stuff? Yeah, tap, yeah, tap, it was tap, red and dancing. black as well. The- it was red and black, like nature's fucking warning. Do you know what I mean? Just scurrying along the bar floor, and everyone moved. I was like, I, I don't want to go anywhere. He, like Adam Hart was there, and he's an entomologist, and he was like, back away from that. Everyone get back. <laughs> yeah. So I do. They are. There's so many legs. There's not as many as millipedes. Come on. Yeah, but they're no, all. No, but millipedes kind. are a bit like. Do you know what I mean? They're a bit like. Bumbling along. Uh, not going to. Not going to kill you. Yeah. Their fair vibe enough. is different. Like the Hufflepuff. Vibe, vibe is different. If a centipede yeah, is a Hufflepuff. They're more, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're like the the lollipop ladies of the insect world. Yeah. They're not doing anything. Uh, yeah. Oh god, oh god, there I'm watching a video of it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, why did you move the rock? <laughs> Nadia's having her own experience right now. <laughs> so have I won this round? <laughs> well, I'm not gonna lie, Ben, you picked quite a cute little beetle. <laughs> And Charlie oh, that's camera Satan. shy. <laughs> that's camera shy. Uh, Charlie picked a an anthropod that's got his own YouTube channel. <laughs> You're right, Nadia. Just checking in. I, honestly, I think there might be one in my bed just because I watched uh, it. <laughs> oh, we're, oh I may, I'm actually itching. I my can back's see actually itching. itching. <laughs> right. Well, I don't think we need to ask, no, do we? <laughs> Uh, well, I'm more likely to be down in the caves hanging out with that thing than I am up in the sunshine, I'm afraid. Oh, yeah, Ben, you oh. seem genuinely disappointed. I'm really upset. Like, <laughs> Don't worry, there's one more round. We might have picked a fucking belter. <laughs> I do actually, like, I actually really appreciate you telling that story because it is frustrating having, like, a nemesis yeah. in nature that you want to either yeah. connect with or see or photograph and it just never works for you. But also... Isn't that the magic of nature? Because it keeps you always wanting more. It is so true. Um, is it, well, Lee Schofield said it on the last episode of this with his, I can't remember his name of, is it Alpine Plant? I, for the Saxifrage. Love Saxifrage, that was it. So he's, he put it in Nature in 101 because he's never found it. Yeah, so he's that's like, a classic. Yeah, so there you go. It's, you know, these things that we want to see or want to get that nice picture of can... Did yeah. we put yeah. it in Nature in 101 or was it Amy Jane Beers? It was Amy's. It was Himalaya balsam. Oh, oh yeah, balsam fair enough. Running. That's yeah. you know you can't. Ooh, yeah, but not. Oh, yeah. I should have known when I went down to clean it. it yeah, you should have seen it. Enough. You would have seen it there. Surely. It's still it's, there then. Clearly, yeah. if you didn't, didn't get it, surely it, out. Would, it surely would have spread everywhere as well. Yeah, not wet enough down there. <laughs> um, okay, so we're putting. Was it the long legged? What was it? The long-legged centipede. I think it's just Scutigera because I'm just, yeah, I think that's Yeah, it's... this is what I've got, Scutigera. Yeah. Scutigera, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Say it together, everyone. <laughs> I've got their legs in my mouth. Oh, oh stop. Oh, God. No, do you know what I mean? I, I mean... once drank a spider. 
and I can still feel it in my mouth. I put, I'm presuming I, that was unintentional. It was, un, it was a house spider. It was accidental, like a big one. It was in a mug. Amazing. And I just filled the mug up with water because I was really thirsty oh. and just went like that. And I was like, oh. I, I swear still, to God. I swear to God, the, that was 20 on, years ago and I can still feel episodes, it. On these episodes, Nadia just says the first things that comes into her head. <laughs> just out of nowhere. I want drunk a spider. I told no one. <laughs> <laughs> I told no it's one. so likely you're ever getting that off your chest. <laughs> anyway, anyway, there we go. The long legs centipede's going in. Come on, Ben. We've got one more. I know. Man. I'm failing. One here. more. You've got this. Yeah, come on. Come on. Come on. Okay, it. let's move on to our last topic for Nature Room 101. Okay, it is habitat hate. Each habitat is super important. We know that, stating the obvious, but we don't enjoy being in them all. Ben, which habitat would you throw into Nature Room 101? And I must stress Come on, ben. the second rule, there are no repercussions. So anything yeah. that lives in this habitat will be fine and just will move somewhere else. Brilliant. Thanks for that assurance, Ryan. That means a lot to me. Um, I'm going to say Heathland. Um, <gasps> yeah. Yeah. I... Just because, like, it must be about probably 60% of the UK is covered in the blasted stuff because we haven't got our act together and sorted out the, the, the restoration of the UK is hardly at sort of peak flow right now. And we've managed to degrade everything to a state of just preserving miles and miles of moorland where it could be flourishing sort of montane scrub or mm. transitionary woodland, regenerating forests. We just burn the shit out of it and keep it in a beautiful state for grouse and prop up a multi-million industry that's just supported by a few lords hunting grouse. And uh, in places like Scotland, it's just tens of thousands of deer roaming around, keeping in a beautiful vista of Heathland at its prime, you know? And uh, But I think the thing that maybe frustrates me more with Heathland is that whilst it's, you know, it is a nice habitat, but it is, you know, it's, it's a transitionary habitat. You know, you'll have patches of it in a natural ecosystem that's maintained by low densities of herbivores and animals that are moving around the landscape in a natural way. And then you've got bits of woodland regenerating here and in more exposed areas, you've got dwarf woodland and bits of areas that are kept a bit more open. Mm. But I think the thing that frustrates me maybe is that because the general public, it's the same with the green, pleasant rolling hills of England. Yeah, it's all, that's what people see of the UK and think it's natural and it's totally not. It's the same with Heathland. And I think the, the thing, yeah, and the thing that frustrates me is that it, within conservation itself, it can be such a focus point is Heather Moorland, even though there's plenty of it that's maintained by sort of grouse industry and, and more burns and things, but we still focus on it within conservation as if, you know, putting massive amounts of budget into maintaining heathland, which obviously there's areas that are important. But I think for me, it's that frustration behind the fact that we have so much of it and it what it represents is that sort of failure, <laughs> failure to be yeah. able to achieve a sort of diverse mosaic of habitats and allow the sort of full dynamic transition towards something a lot more diverse that the UK would have been covered in, which is a whole patchwork of, of, of different wooded and mosaic habitats, which obviously would include a bit of heathland. So, yeah, so while I'm chucking in, wow. Tucking into the uh, pre preliminary is, room. So, would you say it means mm. something different to you now? This habitat, after like, is that what you're saying? Like a heathland, heathland now because of yeah. where we're at in the UK, oh, it's sure. changed yeah, its yeah. meaning. 
Yeah, to, for me, yeah, I, I'm I'm a fan of walking through the stuff, and I like some of the species that found there. But yeah, gradually, I guess as we become more aware of our situation mm. in terms of the state of nature in the UK, and particularly in terms of the the habitats that we have and what we're maintaining as uh, both conservation, farming, and further afield. I think uh, the focus on that and the fact that we've skewed so much of the landscape into being that habitat and just keeping it that way, it represents that that want to just maintain something and manage it in a particular way as opposed to sort of standing back a bit, allowing it to do its thing and be much more fluid in our approach to how we... Yeah, I mean, those are a few could go into. No, it's a good one. It is a, it's a good one to pick. It is good. Nadia, any thoughts? I mean... I couldn't agree more with everything that Ben said, <laughs> everything it represents. It's also really ticky. Oh, ticks. Didn't even mention ticks. Why do you... Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, no, carry on. Lots of places are ticky, but I associate yeah. Heathland yeah. with coming out looking like I've just been like a buffet to ticks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just get so frustrated about what people think the uplands is and what people think the rest of the land is. So it's that this wild place yeah yeah that's the feeling yeah. that's the one no i got you yeah. i think everyone's everyone as you were talking there i think a lot of people certainly our bubble audience here are going to be nodding along going yep 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 so i think yeah. you've, you've probably hit a large nail on the head you you might have you know just grabbed victory from defeat there <laughs> don't know we'll see <laughs> let's see well it depends what bingham's gonna pull out the bag with her habitat so far charlie always Pulls that rug under Ben's feet just when we think he's he's talking sense. He's done a good one. Charlie comes out with, "Yes, yeah, smack that." <laughs> well, not this time because I feel like oh. Ben's answer was really sensible and educated, and I'm just about to be like the resident <laughs> idiot. But <laughs> what have you picked? I've picked water. <laughs> wow. Water. Just water. That's I, just seventy percent of this planet. <laughs> And I'm going to contradict myself because I do uh, I do open water swim, but my choice isn't for any kind of you know educated wonderful answer like Ben's. Mine is because <laughs> I am such a control freak that I have such a deep rooted fear of Ooh. large bodies of open water. So the sea. Mm. Um, yesterday I was at a large duck pond and my kid put his hand in and I just had this image of this unknown Wang. thing jumping out of the water and like, Wang. swan snap yeah a swan. Um, and I just, I, I, I open water swim, but I am terrified the whole time. I don't know why I do it. Interesting. I think it's a, it's definitely a control thing. It's because I, I don't know what's underneath the water. I've, I've, yeah. I've, I've scuba dived before and snorkeled before and I'm okay. So I really think it's that being above the water Fine. and not being able to see what's below me. And it's really, I mean, there's, um, I used to live in Wales, Ben, I missed that bit out. And um, there's, in the you know in the few lakes in the mountains, and they are so deep. And because I know how deep mm. they are, it's like it's really the fear of the unknown. So while I understand yeah. the importance of water and why we kind of need it, I would still put it in room one hundred and one purely for selfish reasons of my own fear. This That's is really an interesting, interesting, isn't it? One, yeah. yeah, I was just going to say I've had friends who have had the same fear, yeah. especially when you're out at sea and things. But mm. you, you know, I, what I usually say to them is, you know, get a fucking snorkel mask on, have a look in, like dive down, get really immersed into what's beneath you. But it sounds like you've, you know, you've fully immersed in that, so it's still there beyond you knowing what's underneath. And absolutely, That's really and I still do it. I mean, mm. I, I will not so much at this time of year because you know, I've, you know, coastal exposure and all that. 
But I do think that it really is a control thing. But, you know, these videos yeah. where there's people with their legs dangling in water and it's just dark uh, below wow. them and you just don't know what's <laughs> co- what's there. And then, and then when I when I research what's there, it's worse because I know yeah. what's there. And I'm like, oh, God, no, I don't want to go anywhere near that. I'm really scared of weaver fish now because I saw a sign about weaver <laughs> fish on the beach. So now, yeah. I, now I'm just like walking boots on. Every, I used to be a barefoot beach person and now I'm just oh, like steel no. toe caps on. Um, so, Another layer to the beach. Yes, exactly. Coastal winds. So, oh my gosh, so water, it all adds water up. Water for me, all of it. <laughs> Interesting. I share this kind of fear of dark. It was dark, dark water, not being able there to see. There is a name for it. Did you say the name for Isn't it? Isn't it philosophophobia, or is that complete something completely different? Probably. So that's probably the fear Hang of on. centipedes. I'll just do some research. <laughs> I do share it. There's something that I remember. It, I can't remember the name of the lake. It was on Fraser Island in Australia. This was years ago. I was 19. And you could swim across the lake, but there was a large patch of weed in the middle, which meant it went from crystal clear water to suddenly you couldn't see anything underneath you. And I was like, nope. No, absolutely no. not. And I don't actually think there was much living in that water body of water, because it's just a sand island. So there's not actually much on there but i just couldn't it was something i just felt too anxiety filled to swim across it and i do think as a terrestrial species probably the best habitat to pick maybe that you wouldn't want to be in for long oh it's a sensible Ooh, fear controversial i don't know have you ever had have you ever had somebody with a shotgun telling you to get off their land no but i know fear. i mean no no i get your i get your point but i can't agree that that's <laughs> happened Thalassophobia. Is that what you said? Thalassophobia. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a new one. Thalass. Interesting. I guess it helps living Oofed. on an island in the middle of the ocean for 10 years. So I don't share Oofed, that. But that. also, it's also worth yeah. remembering that, like, Pacific nations, um, you know, yeah. those, there, are, there are humans that have traveled around the globe without a fear of deep water or in, in embracing deep water as a way of, of moving mm. and migrating and. Um, and we didn't believe for a long time that humans had the capacity to navigate the globe on such rickety, um, seemingly rickety little water vehicles. But boats. So I wonder whether there's <laughs> all right <laughs> water. <laughs> I love it when I get a burn off. Then <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. Sorry, no. It doesn't. No, don't apologise for it. Embrace it. Do it again. Yeah, keep doing it. Uh, Ryan does. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. This I mean, is, I do think this is a hard one. I know I'm probably it's not among, for me. No, because you're a swimmer. Ben's a swimmer. I swim. I'm not a strong swimmer. You're a you're a a budding cold water swimmer, Ryan. Remember that. I'd Rem- say a victim. No, but, but you're I'm, a yeah. budding cold water swimmer. It's in your it's, it's in your Instagram bio now. I think, right? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> It's not. Check. Twice um, this year I was made to go in. Twice. That was Leif Burzweed's fault, though. This this year already? Oh. No, not this year. Sorry, I meant last oh, year. I only do it once a year. You got me excited, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, a whole year. Right. No, not gone oh, to the Hampstead Pond yet. Um, right, okay. <sighs> it's, go on, you pick. I'm going to go Heathland because if, if Heathland can get in the bin... In the way that Ben says it, it would be fundamentally better for all of our ecosystems, mm. and give all them like aristocracy game shootery people a really lovely little smack in the face. And I we're do... not violent on this podcast. I meant like a metaphorical, <laughs> like a symbolic slap in the face. 
Yeah. I'm happy to say it's physical. <laughs> if if <laughs> come for me, bruv. <laughs> you did say a light slap. Yeah. Like a we don't no we we genuinely don't come don't violence, but like maybe they would trip and fall in the mud and go and get eaten by ticks. Yeah. We hope that their fridge breaks down in summer. Their pillow's warm. Yeah. There you that, go. That shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Their their many cars fail their MOTs. Oh, mine failed my MOT last week. Oh, oh shit. Sorry. No. 500 quid. 500 oh, quid. No Why idea. are we going down this rabbit hole? Pull that in the room 101. <laughs> okay. MOTs. Yeah. Yeah. I think whilst I do share Charlie's kind of that anxiety-filled fear of the unknown with deep water, dark water, that kind of thing. Like, I wouldn't go swimming at night. Actually, the only well, time no. I have is with Ben Porter in <laughs> Wales. Oh, I remember that. In that the was brilliant. Fog. It was brilliant. <laughs> it was terrifying. It was so good. That was an estuary as well. It was so it was. slimy underneath. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, whilst I do see that, Charlie, I do think getting rid of water on, especially this planet, there wouldn't be much left. <laughs> what other experiences do you have, Ryan? Well, I know Which this planet is just majority okay. water <laughs> or covered in. Um, it would be less so, than yeah, ideal. Yeah, I'd go with Heathland as well. Yeah, it, would, yeah, it wouldn't be ideal. No, so I would go with sure. Heathland. Heathland as well is going in. So there, because, there you go, Ben. Got oh, well done. You know, I'm getting there. You know, I'll take a little win there. Yeah, <laughs> That is actually going to, when I go and do my, when I go put that in there, that is going to be a nightmare. Yeah. It's going to be do. a bit, yeah. So Lem- you've got a, they're horrible things. You've got to put those yeah. three things in Nature Room 101 this afternoon. Or this yeah. Yeah. You've got oh, to I can't do it tonight, Laura. I've got to go mission. somewhere after here. After, yeah. You've got to go to Borneo, yeah. Well, you've got I'll to, have to go tomorrow. They're in a jar ready for you. Oh, don't smash it. That coastal wind is screaming in that kilner jar. <laughs> it's a good job you didn't put water <laughs> in. That would have been a right mess. Can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah, can God. you imagine? I'd have, I'd have to get my water vehicle down there. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, this just leaves us to say a big thank oh, you dear. to Ben Porter and Charlie Bingham for joining us on Nature Room 101. Thank you for sharing your dislikes. Thank you for sharing your... Yeah, thanks for sharing. Thank you for sharing what you've put... Well, thank you, Ben and Charlie, for sharing what you put Room 101, which I think is just really a subversive way of us learning about wildlife, because I've learned a thing or two today. And I really appreciate what you've brought to the table. Sorry, Ben, you didn't win. It's not about the winning. It's about the taking uh, part. Uh, and we both love that you came here today. Thanks so Sorry, much, guys. As the winner, I would cry. beg to differ. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, great to see you guys. Thanks. Thanks so much. Thank Take you. Take care. Thanks. See you. Thanks for tuning into the show, nerds. If you don't already, make sure to follow us on social media at Into the Wild Pod on Twitter and at Into the Wild Podcast on Instagram. And if you're able to and would like to, you can support the show by tipping us at coffee.com forward slash Into the Wild Pod. That buys us the equivalent of a coffee and we use it to fund more podcasts for your ears. But until next time, keep well and live the good life. <laughs>